Jacobs with the shorts. Uh, we're going to start a little differently this week. We have with us, uh, as we mentioned last week, uh, our field reporter, Mr. Steven Zanelli, joining us to start the pod for his review of the week. We'll let Mr. Zanelli go, and Decky Poo and I will give you actually a different kind of episode of the North South pod. Uh, Zanelli doesn't even know about that, I don't believe. So uh, he'll be in for a nice little surprise. Uh, first of all, Declan, how are we doing, brother? Doing all right. Excited for this reveal. I'm not going to say a word through this whole review. I'm just sitting quiet. <laughs> well, Declan and I are on a Google Meet for the first time ever. So, A, if this sounds a little choppy, we apologize. We don't have the best Wi-Fi, if we're being real here. We look at each other. Don't mind us. Uh, and second of all, we have a third person, a super special guest, joining us. Uh, so, I'll just yell at Declan. I'll give him the middle finger like this if he starts to interrupt our friend. So, he'll... Uh, he won't be interrupting you, Mr. Zanelli. How you doing, big dog? Gentlemen, let me just say, since it's your first uh, virtual uh, pod, I can't even see you, but I can already tell you both are as handsome as ever. We can see you. No, you can't. Yes, you can. <laughs> Don't worry. We can see you, Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm oh, sure yeah. you can. Um, all right. So, let's just start it right up. Uh, Mr. Zanelli, what is it that you would like to review this week? So just a recap, uh, I believe last week I reviewed uh, an alcohol, the Bud Light um, tie-dye uh, limited edition retro uh, seltzers, and I gave them a pretty bad review. But this week I went on a different uh, aspect. I went on the entertainment field and watched a movie last night on Netflix, and I'm not a big movie guy, so I think it's fair enough for me to give a valid uh, review, considering I'm not a big movie buff by any means. Um, you guys a fan of uh, Tom Hanks? Uh, uh, run, far run. <laughs> of course, he, he's had classics, you know. <laughs> yeah, nay, we was like peas and carrots. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> gonna get, gonna get. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm a big Tom Hanks fan. He's had plenty of classics, you know, Saving Private Ryan, Forrest Gump that we just. Uh, Featured in your pod. Wilson! Um, <laughs> yeah, Castaway. That's a good one. <laughs> um, but uh, I watched The Terminal. It was, like, on the main homepage. 
okay. on Netflix and I was scrolling through movies. I was like, you know what? I like Tom Hanks. I've never seen this movie before. I've seen the title plenty of times. So I gave it a shot. Um, it got fairly good reviews overall. Um, so basically he's a Eastern European tourist coming from another country. He landed in JFK airport. And apparently when he landed, um, they were having a lot of government issues in his country. And basically he's like under like probation in JFK airport and he's not allowed to leave the terminal itself in JFK. Okay. So, so basically he like figures out so many different things he can do and he ends up uh, falling in love with one of the, uh, what do you, what do you call the, the, the stewardess? I guess that's what you would call them. The one, the, the, Air- yeah, stewardess and, and uh, an airline attending. Yeah, air airline attend. Yeah, one of the airline attendees, and he ends up like falling in love with her, but he's not sure if he if he should because you know he's she doesn't know that he's trapped in the airport and he's not allowed to leave at all. And he, he does like so many different things. He tries to get a he tries to get jobs in the airport, and he ends up like being like a contractor for like one second. And they're like, "Who is this guy?" And he had it. It's kind of weird because he's he's speaking in a very broken English accent because he's from like some part of Russia. It, it, for me, it was a pretty weird movie. Definitely not my style by any means. Um, but it is Tom Hanks, and you know he's very um, uh, universal with his acting career. He can play so many different roles, and that's what I definitely appreciated about it. Um, I would check it out if if you're not uh, biased by any means. But it, it was okay. I mean. I'll give it a six out of ten. Six Declan heads. Six Declan heads. Six yeah, I forgot. That, that, I forgot to add that the six Declan heads. Yes. Six so overall, we would say it's better than the tie dye Bud Lights. Yes, it it is way better. I was I was drinking Sea Isle uh, iced teas while while watching that movie last night. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Jacobs has a, a little review of the week as well. Fun fact. Ooh, this is a this is some news to me. This is breaking news. Uh, Jacobs just got back a couple hours ago. Went to my grandparents afterwards, uh, but what, Declan? Okay, sorry. He's making hand signals on the Google Meet, friends. Um, <laughs> just wants to be noticed without interrupting anybody, and I respect that, my man's. Um, we uh, Jacobs and the fam. We went and saw Thor: Love and Thunder today. Great on, title. Uh, premiere weekend great title and you know very fitting in the movie as well actually um so jacobs really really enjoyed the movie i really enjoyed it myself Uh, i think i enjoyed it more than the other five but everybody did agree it was a good movie um so my dad and logan my brother are huge marvel buffs like comic book nerds like read the comic books and everything um it's what they do and they um they were like, well, you know, it's kind of off base for the comic books a little bit and stuff like that. It's more of just like a standalone comedy movie in a sense. Uh, but I feel Thor's kind of just got to the point where like that's just where they are with that franchise. You know what I mean? Um, so it's it's more of a mainstream movie than anything. But uh, I I really really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, maybe not great. It was very good. I thought it was a very good movie. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Christian Bale, Christian Bale. That's all I will say. We all agreed, absolutely phenomenal as the villain. I will say was superb i thought i thought he was uh the star of the movie uh stole the show personally was he a better batman or a better villain honestly dude it's hard to say i think because he had that's a really good question um he had those he had three movies as batman you know what i mean 
Yeah. And I think even, you know, as those movies evolved, his character evolved so, so much. You know what I mean? From Batman Begins to, mm-hmm. you know, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Um, he was a pretty good Batman. He was phenomenal. Where are the other drugs going? Sorry, I'm good. Um, <laughs> where's Rachel? Harvey, <laughs> where's Rachel? <laughs> um, but no, he was he was awesome as the villain. I really thought he was very good. It's funny because like he looks just like Voldemort. It's like they were like totally brothers or cousins, one of the two. It was so funny. Uh, but no, he played he played a really really good villain. Really really creepy. Really eerie. Um, did a great great job. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I got a, I'm, I'm an emotional dude, but I got a little teary eyed near the end of the movie for more than one reason. So I definitely recommend it. I give it a seven point two. Declan heads so like seven and then like part of his chin <laughs> seven, seven Declan heads and a chin alright so we got breaking breaking news I have a reveal what? Whoa, 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 whoa. wow this is getting out of hand uh, this right. is great Friday night I went to the movies with a few buddies and I saw the black phone uh, quick story behind it. it takes place in the 70s and there's this guy that abducts people and he's been running through this town, and he's abducted around five, six kids, and he's killed them. So he abducts this kid. Ethan Hawke, right? Shout out Ethan Hawke. Yes. Dude, Ethan Hawke, phenomenal actor. Yes, Ethan Hawke. And he abducts this kid, and the, he puts him in this basement where, the, where there's a mattress and there's a black phone. Okay. And Don't give he, away the whole movie. Just give a good review. Of course, of course. The abductor goes, the phone doesn't work, and... But later that night, it starts ringing. So he answers the phone, and it's pretty much the kid's dead spirits telling him how to get it, how to get out of there, how to do, how to escape. It was very good. It was it was a horror movie, but it, it had a lot of plot to it. You know those horror movies that are, that have three, four jump scares, but are mostly you know dramatic and have some plot to it. It was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The only thing I didn't like about it is how there wasn't a lot of backstory to this to this grabber type man. I would give it. Eight Declan heads. Wow, that's dude, that's a big number for a movie. You're, so for your he, for your Declan heads, you're just missing your hairline. Yeah, like the hair's not there. He looks like Jeremy. Yeah. He's like an egghead. Shout out, Team Egg. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I can't wait to see him in less than a month. Oh my god, oh, it's it's, get, it's coming just, so dude, close. We should, we should just do an Outer Banks podcast. Oh my god, that'd be dangerous because we're probably going to be hammered during the podcast. It's going to be annihilated. <laughs> First thing in the morning or nothing. So, no. Uh, that be like, oh, I'll listen to that one. <sighs> um, yeah, no. I mean, I think all of those pretty good reviews. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see where uh, where Zanelli goes. Like I said, we have one more one more podcast before the live podcast with our boys. And, um, I'm excited to see what you got for me for next review, uh, for another review next week, Zanelli. Uh, yeah, I need, to, I need to go outside the box uh, next time. I need to do something completely different. Got to keep everybody, got to keep everybody on their toes. On my toesies. Hey, we're we're gonna actually do our top ten list right now. Uh, do you want to stick around and listen to it, or do you want to be surprised when you listen to the episode? You know what? I'm gonna stay in. I got nothing else better to do. So fire away, gentlemen. Big bet. All right. So with that being said, uh, like I said, we're doing the pod a little differently this week. Uh, we're going to do the top 10 list right now instead of closer to the end of the episode. Um, and then we're going to do other stuff first. So uh, I know Declan City doesn't have any honorable mentions. 
for our pod, uh, for the, the list this week, top 10. Our top 10 list, top 10 NBA players of all time is our list Ooh, this week. This is a yeah. great list. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, so I'll give my honorable mentions. I actually have five. Uh, I couldn't decide. I'm very indecisive, as we know. So if definitely wants to go off of that, anything. But my honorable mentions, I have the mailman, Carl Malone. I have uh, Hakeem the Dream, Olajuwon. I have uh, our boy, Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki, <laughs> the German. And I have two players who are actually active. Um, I have Kevin Durant. I think his body work speaks for himself, uh, even without the titles. I mean, what he does on a basketball court is unreal. And I have a very, de- I think probably the most hotly debated right now in basketball is Steph Curry. I do have him. I don't know between 11 to 15. I think he's a top 15 player of all time. I think he does, at least as of right now, just miss the top 10 of all time, personally. Definitely, how do you I, feel about that? Um, Let's just get right into it. Number 10, Stephen Curry. Uh, all right, well, then let me see. Steve, what, what were you about to say? Uh, no, I, I think that's fair to leave him a, uh, as an honorable mention because, like, his prime, he's still in his prime, and his prime is absolutely insane. Yeah. I mean, he was he was always a good player when he was when he was fairly younger, but when, like, 2014 2015 came around he's the first ever unanimous mvp so uh, that speaks for itself he's he's the greatest shooter of all time he can sneak into the top 10 if he keeps that same uh oh i think by by the end of his career he'll be a top 10 player i'm not afraid to say that in my opinion yeah i i I can roll with that i like that okay the shorts number 10 steph curry my number 10 steph curry he was drafted 2010 he was a top 10 overall pick he was a steal from the Warriors, and he automatically came in and he made impact. He dropped 23, 24, 25 points a game. The first ever unanimous MVP, NBA Finals champion in 2015, in 2017, in 2018, and now in 2022. The reason he's there for top 10 to me is how good of the players he makes around him. You look at these guys, I'm just going to pull Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson averages 23, 24 points a game. Call me crazy. He doesn't do that if he's not with Steph Curry. I agree. I think he scores 18, 19 points, maybe even. Um, I still think Clay's like a – and sorry, I put my phone down for a second. I think Clay still is like a 20 to 22 point per game score just because we've seen what Clay can do. But I think Clay is most effective with somebody like Steph. We've seen Clay put like 30 up in a quarter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think Steph absolutely is somebody who, like everybody else on our lists – when you're that good of a player of all time, you make everybody better. And I think Steph is uh, very much – I don't know if it was like that originally, but he's gotten to that point now. Not only does he carry that Warriors team, he makes everybody on that team so much better. Yeah. Uh, you, you look at a guy like Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins was looked at as a bust. And now he's he's an all-star. Yeah. He's an all-star player now. You look at Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes got a million – a hundred million dollar – or something like that. He got big money. Yeah. He went and he played with Steph Curry. I agree. He's, he's so good. He's got to go out there and, and give you a bucket. I think he makes Draymond Green a better player, too. He, he's a certified bucket, and he's a leader of the team. And for me, Kevin Durant was never that guy that made all these players better. You look at James Harden. James Harden won an MVP, not with uh, Kevin Durant. I- uh, that I mean, to be fair, that was way, way, way early in the career. I mean, you know, that's how early in James Harden's career. It's his first, what, couple years before he went to Houston? But I know what you're saying. It's kind of but... ironic how, how Kevin Durant doesn't win unless he's with Steph Curry. 
No, I, uh, I, agree. I agree. You can make the argument that Steph Curry put Kevin Durant over and uh, helped them play a lot better. Uh, yeah, for me, it's just like the leading mentality, how he makes his guys so much better and how offensively he's just – he's the greatest shooter of all time. I yeah. would mention that. He's the greatest shooter of all time, and it's not close to me. Yep. It, Steph Curry, he it's – he it's changed the game. Like he, he has literally Absolutely. changed the NBA. Absolutely. As growing up is when Steph Curry like became big. Like kids wanted to be like Steph Curry. They wanted to be all about shooting the threes. And yep. that's ironic about my number nine because sometimes it's not all about shooting the threes. Maybe it's just about the fundamentals. Uh, Jacob, see your your number. 10. Speaking of the big fundamental, because I already know where you're going with this, uh, Tim Duncan at number ten. Uh, the big fundament, fu- fundamental, anything but fun, if we're being real. Um, yeah, very boring, but phenomenal. You know what, though? Very boring. Number one overall player out of Wake Forest right down here in Carolina. And was um, Yeah, he um, grew up in the Virgin Islands and didn't pick up basketball until, I want to say, high school, honestly. And thank God he did because um, he's actually – he might be my favorite. Like, he, of, of me and Steve's generation – as like a non-sixer, he he's probably top two, three all-time favorite players for me. Um, love, love, love Tim Duncan. Um, five-time NBA champion. Like I said, first overall pick in '97. Um, I, in my opinion, the greatest power forward of all time. I know he played some center too, but let's be real. We, Tim Duncan, he's a power forward, greatest of all yes. time, in my opinion. He's um, a power forward. Two-time NBA MVP, three-time Finals MVP, and a 15-time All-Star. Only player to be selected to both the All-NBA and All-Defensive teams 13 consecutive seasons. That's Um, absurd. Insane, dude, what they did. Um, Winning, you know, all those titles, winning obviously with David Robinson, you know, and then when he was, the you know, with the Twin Towers, they called it, and, um, what you know, with Tony Parker and Ginobili and then Kawhi at the end. And Uh, then Boris Diaw. Good old Boris Diaw. Don't don't forget uh, Tiago Splitter. Um, <laughs> and hey, Matt Bonner, you know, I can't forget about him. Oh man, <laughs> um, you know, but uh, and honestly, the, I, he should have won another one. LeBron's first one in Miami, or second one, uh, I'm sorry, but that you know, his third finals with the Heat in that third season, they should have won that game six. They blew a big lead going into the fourth, uh, they went on like a 7 0 or 9 0 run at the end of the quarter, and then you know, blew the game at the end with missed free throws by Ginobili and Kawhi Leonard. So they very well could have went back to back those years and he should be a six time, but either way, he's a whole, he actually is a hall of famer now as of the last year or two. So uh, Tim Duncan, number 10 on my list. Yeah. Number nine, Tim Duncan, just piggybacking off of what Jacob says. He was, he was a true winner. He was, he was the leader off of that team that won even with David Robinson. I feel like he was the backbone of that team. For sure. Uh, yeah, if there, if there's no Tim Duncan, that team, in my opinion, don't come close to winning. Uh, you have these players like Tony Parker, and Julian Billy, and uh, in my opinion, it's just another guy that makes these guys better. And I I think that that's along with Greg Popovich. He made Greg Popovich better as a coach, and he led this team to win. And for people for people saying how boring he was, nobody had to stop him. Nobody had no clue how to stop him. If you brought him the if you brought him the stripe, he was hitting. He was hitting his toe. And he, he was, dude, the the off off glass shot, man, that was like patented Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. And and he was he was he was good defensively, and he's great I, defensively. Yeah, how, how I I hate the conversation about uh, Tim Duncan's boring. Tim Duncan's boring. You got these guy like Dirk that shoots the ball, and Kevin Garnett, who's a who's a, a scrappy player. 
Tim Tim Duncan's great, and Tim Duncan's the best power forward of all time, and Tim Duncan Absolutely. should be a top ten player in the NBA. Um, and I mean, honestly, I think that um something uh, a good discussion to be had uh possibly him and Popovich the best duo of all time NBA wise anyway. I mean, I know you have Brady and Belichick, but I think if we were ever to do a top ten list for like a duo between a coach and a player, I think he's got to be on that list with with Pop. So what about what about Jordan and Phil Jackson? Of course. Yeah, I mean, that's up there, too. But yeah. at the same time, I mean, yeah, the run of dominance in the 90s. But what what really stands out to me, in my opinion, is the fact that they did it in those six straight NBA finals when they were together. I know, you know, the year and a half Jordan was gone, whatever. Tim Duncan and Popovich, they won five, and they were never all, like, back-to-back like that. You know what I mean? They were spread out. And that I think that says more to me than – I don't want to take away from two three-feats. But to be able to win and then not win and win and but still consistently get close and then win those finals, like that that means so much to me. You know what I mean? I think that to win the way they did, you know, you go from oh three to thirteen too, and you know, winning those titles, it's just so impressive to me what they did. So um and I, like I said, I'll still never forget seeing Duncan and Robinson in David Robinson's final game in Philly. That was pretty cool for me as a kid. Um I was like second grade, like I crazy to think um yeah so it was fun uh my number nine i have mr 100 himself wilt chamberlain um i mean wilt and somebody like bill russell who i will say spoiler alert did miss my list i know that he's one you know probably the most winningest player of all time we're being real here it was a different era of basketball but still like People who want to say, oh, Wilt wouldn't have dominated. Bro, to, to average, like, 40 and, like, 20 and, like, 40 and, th- and like, all the, the stats that he did, I don't care if he's six, seven inches taller than a lot of these dudes. You're not putting up stats if you're not just an all-time player. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's nobody that could play with him. No. The, like, in today's NBA, he's still an all-star Hall of Fame player. What What blows my mind is that the records he holds it's, that it's, will it's never, dumb, ever be broken – the one season he averaged 29 rebounds a game. That's not even going to be sniffed. Um, the one season he averaged 50-something points a game. Like, what? It doesn't – it's it's almost not even human. And then I'm pretty sure the one season he averaged more minutes than a regular – than a regulation basketball game. It wouldn't like, surprise me. Like, the man was, – And he was he, a Harlem Globetrotter, fun fact. Yeah. Shout out Overbrook High School. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at his stats, I mean, they're stupid. Um, I'm going to go down the list of, like, from rookie year on. Um, just just point – I'll go points and rebounds. And then – but even assists, dude. Like, he had a year – he's had multiple years averaging five assists or more as a center. That's all I'm going to say. Um, career 4.4 assists per game. That's wild. 30 point uh, for his career. Uh, 22.9 rebounds per game for his career. Um so, points per game and rebounds per year, 37.6 and 27, 38.4 and 27.2, 50.4 and 25.7. Yes, I said it right. 50 points per game in his last – Time out, uh, time out. So, sorry, sorry. Y'all talk about 100 points per game, like, won't be touched again. This man averaged 50 points. 100 in a game, yeah. He averaged 50 in a game. For a season. In a that season. Is wild. <laughs> yeah, 50 a game per season, yeah. That is um, wild. 
44.8 and 24.3, 36.9, 22.3. Like, you get it. Like, it starts going down as he gets older, but he also started playing with, like, Jerry West and, like, you know, all these dudes. Mm-hmm. I want to say Alton Baylor, I think, at some point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just – even near the end of his career, 27.3 and 18.4, he was literally, like, a 30 and 20 guy his entire career. Like, and sometimes more. It's wild. Um, so that's why I have Wilt. Um, I don't know how many times – let me see if it'll – I know it'll say it real quick. Um how many times he was the MVP and how many times, but um, yeah, durability, rebounding, scoring, like Steve said, only player for a hundred points in a game um, and only player to average 40 or 50 in a season point wise. Um, only player in NBA history to average at least 30 and 20 in a season, seven times he did it, which is stupid. <laughs> um, and like I said, it was his career too. He's a hall of famer, obviously. Um, um, four MVP awards, two championships um <clears throat> rookie of the year finals mvp and an all-star game mvp can we um real quick can, wait sorry go ahead i was gonna say can we can i throw in one more crazy stat about will chamberlain of course has nothing to do with basketball Here we oh, go. Yeah. if you if you do the math correctly for his entire existence or at least until he was an adult at least he is said to have averaged to sleep with almost three women a day. I don't three different. I don't believe uh, it. It says it all. I mean, you can believe what you want on the internet, but it says he's he was always a bachelor. He never married, yep. didn't have kids. I mean, although I think Otto Porter Jr. is his grandson, but that's just me. Forever and um, ever agree. It. They said he slept with over twenty thousand women in his, in his lifetime, and he died when he was like seventy two or like in his late sixties. It's crazy. So. That's also a crazy stat for uh, Will Chamberlain. By the way, my number eight's Will Chamberlain. Uh, <laughs> that's why I wanted to cut in there. My number eight's Will Chamberlain. We, we talked about it enough. Dude, average 50 in a season. That's not and, he's, and he's from Philly. so From Philly. Nobody nobody else could play with him. He was he was a man above boys. Is yep. exactly what he was. No, there's nothing else to say about him. Will Chamberlain, my number eight. Uh, my number eight, I have the big O, Oscar Robertson. Um, triple double machine himself. I'm pulling him up now. Um, I believe he's still alive too. From I believe Charlotte as well. Yes, um, I was a big dick. Oh right, like, like he was. Uh, yeah, that sounded weird, didn't it? Oh, you heard he was a big dick. Yeah, like I. Whoa, heard, whoa! <laughs> it sounded like you said something. No, else. like I heard like he was an asshole. Okay. Um. Either way, one of the 50 greatest in NBA history, obviously. Um, 35th anniversary team. Excuse me. Damn, he's old. 1962, first player in NBA history to average a triple-double for a season, and the only player besides Russell Westbrook. Although, didn't James Harden get it? I, I could have swore Harden got it, too. Maybe with the what, to average a triple-double? Yeah. Didn't, I know he was close if he didn't get it. Yeah, no, nah, I don't think I don't think he got it, but he was close. Declan, look that up for me if you don't mind. Um, what do you want me to look up? Harden. I know that year. I, I, I know he was close to a triple-double if he didn't end up getting it. But um, but yeah, you know, um, twelve-time All-Star, um, eleven-time All-NBA team, uh, one MVP in fourteen seasons. Ended up going, you know, Kansas City Royals, or Cincinnati Royals, excuse me. I'm an idiot. Um, I said it, uh, and then went to the Bucks at the end of his career to play with Kareem, uh, won the title with them. Yeah, I mean, they go Oscar Roberts. Like it's just you know, you get to these kind of guys um, for his career in the regular season. 
He only averaged uh, – well, I say only because it was his last season. My fault. He averaged 25 and a half, uh, nine and a half it. assists, and seven and a half rebounds. Harden missed it. Yeah, I know it was close, though. Um, but, yeah, he got that triple-double thing in his second season and just barely missed it in his first season. Um, what Oscar did was just incredible. And as a point guard, too, you know, to, to be able to do that stuff. Um, so that's why he's number eight on my list. My number seven, the big diesel, Shaquille O'Neal. If you're 7'1 and almost 300 pounds and nobody can stop you, and the only way to be stopped is to literally be fouled. Like, there was there was a time in basketball where all you did was foul Shaq. Hack-a-Shaq, yeah. Yeah, hack, hack-a-Shaq was what it called. You, you fouled Shaq, you sent him to the line. But how good he was under the basket and the fact that he couldn't shoot and he was that good just shows how great he was. Dominant, dude. Yeah, like there, there was there was no man that was that was that was stopping him in his era, and that was that was in the bad boy era. That was uh, a little earlier than or a little later than bad boy Pistons, but you know, in that realm where all the well, he played with Isaiah Thomas Pistons, and he played with Ben Wallace Pistons. Yep. So yeah, that that's like that's a pretty rough part of the NBA where you you were. I, I mean. Yeah, the Isaiah Pistons are pretty much done. I mean, he was rookie of the year in '92. Yeah, Jordan was winning titles right then. So yeah. I know, I know what you're saying though. It was yeah, right then. Yeah, and that's when the NBA was pretty tough, and he was just absolutely de- de- demolishing people. He was, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's, there's not a whole lot to say about him too. Uh, Shaq, number seven. Shaquille O'Neal, my number seven as well. Actually, um, the Diesel himself. Uh, we've messaged him to get him on the podcast. I'm sure we'll hear back at some point. LOL. Just kidding. Oh, bye, Steve. Uh, Steve Vaughn? Yeah. All right. Um, he'll probably text me. Bye, Steve. You can listen to the rest of the list <laughs> with everybody else. <laughs> um, Shaquille O'Neal, like I said, my number seven. He just texted me. Here, let's just see what he says. <laughs> he backed out. Oh, no. Should we let him join? Oh, guys, we're just going to call out this. It's... No, I'm not going to edit this. Who am I kidding? I'm Does he want to join? Yeah, you can. Can you invite somebody, Declan? No. I'll just send him another invite, and we'll see if he can join. This we'll isn't getting it. edited. Sorry. Are we keeping this in? Yeah, keep him in. Okay. It's no big deal. Hopefully, he can join. If not, oh well. Um, yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, um, three consecutive chips with the Lakers, um, was just an absolute monster, dude. Number one overall, ninety-two from the Orlando Magic, rookie of the year. Uh, took them to the finals with Penny Hardaway. Uh, probably one of the best duos I've ever seen in my life, especially to never win anything. Um, then went to the Lakers. Like I said, three straight titles. Um, him and Kobe beef. You know, it is what it is. Um, he's they one of still, three. They still won three Pete. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, one of only three players to win NBA MVP, All-Star Game MVP, and Finals MVP in the same year in 2000. Um, Jordan's one of them. Willis Reed is the other one. Uh, he's top 10 in points. Uh, and field goals, top 15 in rebounds, top 10 in blocks. Like, he's just – it's stupid what he's done. Third all-time in field goal percentage as well, 58.2. And, you know, I always think of the the finals with the Sixers and the Lakers. Matumbo, easily best defensive player in the league. And he was, like, bending him like a tree, like backing him down. It was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Shaquille O'Neal, what he could do on the basketball court was crazy. Um I mean, let's see if I can pull up his stats real quick. Um, so there's like so much on Wikipedia because it was like it. thirty and like fifteen a game for his career. Twenty three point seven 
10.9 rebounds. Um, but yeah, when he was at his peak, he was like, he came into the league averaging 23 a game. Like that's like 23, 29, 29, 26, 26, 28. Like it was, it wasn't until, you know, he got to Miami where he really started to not score that much. I mean, his last year with the Lakers, 21 and a half, but like you, they also brought in Carl Malone and Gary Payton. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like at the end of their career. That, that whole Lakers season that year that it was kind of burned to the ground. Yeah. So uh, Shaq is number seven on my list. My number six is Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, it's he's one of these guys where is he that good to be in top ten? He and for me, Kobe Bryant could be from six to ten, or he could be from six to one, or six to two, or six to three. It's just you you can you could put him anywhere on this top ten list, and I'd be okay with it. It's it's just how great Kobe Bryant was. And how much hard work he put into the game makes him so good, and how he stayed with that Lakers team, and he brought them to multiple championships. It, it's not, it's not even what he did during his career; it's just how how hard he worked and how how he changed the game, and how it, everybody wants to be like Kobe. Literally, yeah. You shoot something in the trash can, you say Kobe. Literally, I like, did just, that last night at the bar when somebody shot a. So I was like, Kobe. So, um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, not to cut you off, Kobe, also uh, number six on my list. Um, we were definitely in agreement with a lot of that. Um, born in Philly, even though I know he had a tumultuous relationship at times with Sixers fans. But if we're being real here, um, you know, he really did embrace the city at, at the end, especially big time Eagles fans. Luckily, before he died, uh, did see the Eagles win the Super Bowl. George. Yeah, uh, go birds in that one. So that, that was really cool. Bear down, brother. Um, so Kobe, just gonna go with this. Uh, five time NBA champion, uh, won three in a row and then two in a row. Um, 18 time all star, wild. Uh, 15 time member, all NBA. Uh, 12 times all defensive team as well. People forget like how good he was defensively. Um, 08 MVP, two time finals MVP, led the league in scoring twice. Fourth in league all-time regular season and postseason scoring. So, like, that's crazy. Um, obviously, Hall of Famer um, and anniversary team. Uh, Steve also wanted to say uh, it's his connection. It, it's not letting him back in the, for some reason. Um, so, he, he apologizes to everybody. But he said uh, he loves us all. So, uh, Love you, Steve. shout out Mr. Z. Um, yeah, Kobe. Uh, just, yeah, what he did was Kobe. just wild. Uh, Kobe. Number seven, uh, number six, number five, Larry Legend, Larry Bird from the Boston Celtics, the ugliest NBA player in the world, behind <laughs> behind George Murison. Oh, <laughs> God, seven foot seven of just ugliness. <laughs> Larry Bird, probably the most cockiest player in the NBA. He but would, dude, he backed it. I know, I know. He, he, he trash talk. He'd be like, he, he and he tell he tell the defender before he did it. I'm gonna shoot a three and I'm gonna make it. This is where I'm running to the court. Like this is the play we're running. I'm getting the ball. I'm going right here and I'm gonna shoot in your face and I'm gonna hit it. And they couldn't stop. Like, that's <laughs> that's so badass. Like the balls like, on that man. It's like, yeah, like he and and he shot it and he made it. And he was like the first white boy that could like kind of dunk. But yeah, big dick energy, dude. Larry Bird. Yeah. Uh, with that Boston team, he was the leader of the team, and you look at the scrawny white guy, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, he's nothing. But you know, you know, he he didn't he didn't back down, and he, 
nobody talks about how good of a shooter he really was. He he might be the purest shooter, especially in, in a time when the NBA didn't shoot like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, he he's a you know he's a pioneer as well with, with him and Magic. You know, revolutionizing the game. Yeah. So yeah, that really kind of like started basketball. Yeah, they saved basketball. Magic and Larry saved the NBA. Yeah, a thousand percent. Dude, they they were like plummeting, Declan. Like the NBA. Obviously, I wasn't alive, but like the NBA was plummeting. And then Matt. Everyone says Michael saved it. Michael took it to new heights. Yeah, Magic and Larry. Michael revolutionized the the game. Yes. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. So my number. Five, Larry Bird. I'm kidding. Just we don't have another one in the same. Um, I have. I actually have Magic. Um, I mean, okay. they kind of go hand in hand with each other. Magic and Larry. Um, Larry Magic, Magic Larry. Uh, Lakers Celtics. Great documentary series. Great rivalry of all time. Um, probably the greatest. If we're being real here, um, Magic Johnson. You know, his career was cut short because of HIV, unfortunately. Um, but I think we can all agree, probably the greatest point guard of all time. Um, Thirteen years. Uh, Michigan State went on, won, um, beat Larry Bird in the – and that's kind of where the rivalry started. Um, they played in the championship game in college when Michigan State beat Indiana State, where Larry went. Um, was the first overall pick by the Lakers, five Who titles. Who was the second overall pick? Was Who was Larry? the second? Um, I'll pull it up right now. Was Larry in the same draft as him? I don't remember. Um, that's a good question. I don't think he was. I think I think he was like a year or two later. Okay. Um, I'll look it up here in a second. Um, Bill Cartwright, though, I know we know who that is. He was the third overall pick. Sidney Moncrief went five. He was a huge name. Jim Paxton, 12. Um, I mean, so there's some new Jim Spinarkle. That's fun. You know, the, the dude who's on March Madness. Sure. Yeah, Spinarkle. 1978, round one, pick number six. Okay, so he was the year before Magic then. Magic was 79. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, Magic, number one overall pick. He was a sophomore. So his freshman year, he led um, he led Michigan State to the title over Larry Bird. Um, but, yeah, he – five titles, you know, Showtime Lakers. Everybody knows about it. Um, did play in the All-Star game that year. But, like, just what he did – his stats might not be quite as great as a lot of these guys, if I'm not mistaken. I'll pull it up right now. Um, I mean, like – only one season over 22 points a game, but it doesn't signify what he meant to that team. And how, I mean, those teams were loaded with Hall of Famers, you know, with him and Worthy. Um, you know, I mean, you could just go on and on. Obviously, Kareem at times. Um, like, you could just talk about those teams forever and ever. Like, those teams are some of the best of, of all time. Um, so that's why I have Magic at number five on my list to start my top five. My number four is Magic Johnson. I'm sure we flip flopped here. You went Larry Bird at number four. I went. I went. Matt. Yeah, they're they're synonymous with each other. Synonymous. Well, of course, the, probably the two biggest rivals in NBA history. Just two singular guys. That's mm-hmm. that's just were so good, and they hated each other so much. Magic versus Magic versus Bird. Magic versus Bird. Obviously, like you said, his his career was cut short because of HIV. He was he was the best point guard of all time. He was a true point guard, and he was one of the first. Oversized point guards. He was six nine. Mm-hmm. He was he was able to handle the ball. He was able to do anything with the ball. And defensively, he was great. He could play positions one through five, and he he could do really anything that you asked of him for. It, there was really no weak spot from Magic's game. Maybe his his three point shooting at the time, but obviously in the seventies and and late 
early 80s, uh, there really wasn't a huge effect in, in the three-point shot. But, yeah, Magic Johnson, my number four. Uh, Larry Bird, my number four, from French Lick, Indiana. Awesome. French Lick, great name. Um, fun fact, he actually um, he did go to Indiana to play for Bobby Knight. Um, and then after one month, he dropped out. <laughs> I guess he didn't like it. Um, and then went to Indiana State and then played three years for Indiana State. Um, like you said, drafted by Boston with a sixth overall pick in 78. Um, oh, this is actually fun. He actually, after his second year at Indiana State, was drafted but played in college one more year. I guess times were different back then. Like So, whatever. Um, <laughs> never would you hear that now. But, yeah, um, they didn't – they, they played the same time, though, in 79. I, I knew they came in the league at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he was a three-time MVP, at least. But I know he won three in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let's see. Twelve-time All-Star, um, two-time Finals MVP. And then, yeah, he, he won the MVP three years in a row, 84, 85, 86. Um, Larry Bird, dude, was just on another level. Um, some of his stats... Uh, you know, almost averaged 30 a game in 87, 88. And then um, 88, 89, like, he, he had back trouble at the end of his career, and he was still putting up, like, 20 a game with, like, a completely, like, fucked up back, um, which is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, for, especially for the game he played. Um, yeah, what Larry Bird meant to right, – let's be when, – when you think of the Boston Celtics, like, there's all these – there's Bill Russell, there's Bob Cousy. You Larry know, Bird. Even, Kevin McHale, it's Larry Bird. Like he's the first person that I think of personally. Mm-hmm. I, Paul Pierce, you know what I mean? Like there's all these names. Yeah. But, like Larry Bird is yeah. to me to me the Celtics. Yeah, so, I think that's fun thing to do too. What team comes to mind when you when you think of them? Yeah, it's it's, it's Boston and Larry Bird. So uh, <laughs> for all the hate we give the Celtics, Larry Bird, like Larry Legend, dude, like Big Bird was phenomenal. So number four on my list. My number three, the greatest center of all time, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Uh, his first name's Al. I, I don't remember his last well, name. We'll just talk about him together because he's number three on my list, too. Uh, cool. it was Lou Alcinder. Fun fact. Um, right. yeah, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Um, I, I will never forget either, Why? too. Name. What's that? Why did he change his name? So, Kareem changed his name because, um, he actually converted to I don't want to say this wrong, um, but it was religiously. Um, okay. He changed. It retired at forty two. Like he even even then he was. Um, Why well, can oh my god? Let me. <laughs> sorry, my my thing was just going crazy for a second. Um, let me see where it says. You can talk about him a little bit. I'll look for it. Yeah, of course. Uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, drafted number one overall from the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, won the nineteen seventy one NBA championship against the Knicks. I want to say, or it can't be the Knicks. I don't know who they beat, but. <laughs> <laughs> he won the he won it with the Bucks at first. Yeah, who he beat? I'm I... uh, the Baltimore Bullets, who ended up being the um, the Washington Wizards. Okay, so so who's on that team? Dude, I couldn't tell. Wes Unseld. Probably, yeah, I guess. Wes. Good old Wesley Wes. Shout out Wes. Um. Yeah, the Skyhook, one of the most. Iconic NBA shots, uh, nobody nobody could stop. And he ended up requesting a trade, and he went to LA to play with uh, Magic Johnson. And did he end up playing with James Worthy? 
Uh, well, it was yeah. He he got there before they did. He got there in seventy five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was Muslim. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was why he changed. He he um he he wanted to be called by his Muslim name, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Um, it's roughly uh, noble one servant of the Almighty is uh, what his name essentially means. Uh, yeah. So he was traded in seventy five. Um, Junior Bridgman. I know we know that name from two K. Um, <laughs> he won three MVPs while in Milwaukee. So like he's kind of like. Was it's incredible what he did in Milwaukee before he even got traded. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he let's see. They kind of weren't great for a little while, and then when they brought in Magic with that first pick, that's when they brought in you know Magic and the Showtime with Worthy and all these dudes. Um, it's it's pretty crazy. Like I said, you look at some of these teams. Obviously, the famous Skyhook. Like I think you know, like Declan said, and we were talking with Larry Bird. Like when you talk about a a player, you know, being synonymous with a team and vice versa. I mean, Kareem, obviously Lakers, but like you, the Bucks too. But like, I think one of the most signifying things of any player in any sport in the history of, of sports is the sky hook with, with Kareem. Sure. Um, and what he did. And then obviously the magic, the baby sky hook. Um, and then leading the team when Kareem was out, when magic played center against the Sixers, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Kareem, if, if there's anything else you want to say, but uh, all-time leading scorer, at least for now, you know, when LeBron probably takes it over at some point. But uh, all-time leading scorer, Kareem with Jabbar, um, yeah, number three on my list, and Declan's as well. Um, Is our number two the same? Why don't you say your number two? I got Bron, Bron, number two. You can go ahead. Okay. I knew, I knew, I knew, because, okay. We talked about it. I have LeBron at number two, King James, the boy from Akron. Played high school at St. Mary's. St. Vincent, St. Mary. St. Vincent, St. Mary, Irish. Go Irish. <laughs> uh, started out as a Cleveland Cavalier, then left to go to Miami, then came back to Cleveland. Now he's out in L.A. He won four NBA titles. He's won four. He's won four. He's like four in like t- 13 or something. Like oh he's, been to, he's been to a lot. He's been to a lot. He went to eight in a row. Yeah, like that's wild. He, uh, he's been to a lot. He's lost even more. Huh. Yeah, that that's the only uh, six nine small. That's four. the only knock you can have on LeBron yeah, is hey, he, the finals he, record. Yeah, even he though he let, let's be real, dude. That 07 Cleveland team that he took to the finals when he lost to Timmy D and the Spurs. Mm-hmm. He didn't play well in those finals, though. I will say, I remember watching that um, as a kid. You know, he. First of all, to get to the finals, I mean the the game he had against Detroit. But like, I, I'll I'll talk more about it when I talk about LeBron. No, no, I want to have this conversation with you because I I have my two bits about it. We know that about LeBron James. There's nothing to talk about with LeBron James. LeBron James, in my opinion, is the second greatest NBA player of all time. You get along with your number two. Um, I think there's only two players who can be considered to be the greatest of all time. I think you can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, for as great as Kareem was, as great as some of these dudes are, um, I think the only two players, in my opinion, that can be considered the greatest of all time are Michael and LeBron. Um, I have Michael at two. Maybe I'm crazy. I'm not afraid to admit that. Michael went 6-0 in the finals. Um, I just... I don't know. Michael, what he did is so, 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 so remarkable. And, you know... With Phil Jackson and but here's my thing. It's if there's gonna be a knock, like yes, he made his his players around him better. And I'm I'm not saying he didn't. And 
But like Scottie Pippen was a phenomenal player. Of course, like when Michael was gone playing baseball, you know, and the team was still really good. Any team that you've taken LeBron off of, let's be real here. They're not that good. And the Bulls were still a very, very good team in the East and in a very tough East back then when Michael left. Obviously, they didn't win. Um, I, you had the greatest coach of all time, you can argue, and Phil Jackson. Yeah, my number one's Michael Jordan. You're Michael, your number one's LeBron James. Yes. Let's get that out of the way. Obviously, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll talk about Michael now. It's like Michael actually, you know, from, um, I mean, he was born in New York City, but like grew up in Wilmington in North Carolina, a couple hours from me. Uh, went to UNC, you know, an hour down the road from me, hour 15, whatever. Obviously, the last dance. And here's the thing. There's, like, the recency bias. Michael was always the greatest. And then, like, LeBron, I felt like it was getting to the point where, like, the conversation was really being had even more about him being the best of all time. And then the last dance was, you know, of course, that's when that comes out. It's like, oh, yeah, Michael's still the best. Michael Jordan is far and away incredible. To me, what kind of separates Michael and LeBron, it's – the things other than scoring LeBron showed this year in year, what 17 or 18, if he wants to score 30 a game, he will score 30 a game. Michael did it all the time. LeBron never really did it like that because LeBron, Michael, the most assists he ever averaged was eight and sure. Like LeBron right around that as well. LeBron did it for his whole career. Michael's assists per game for his career were 5.3. Still really good rebounds. 6.2. But, like, with LeBron, it'll take a second for me to pull up the stats. But, like, LeBron, for his career, he just did more. I mean, I'm not only facing on stats, but, like, if you're looking at stats, because obviously that's a big deal, you know what I mean? Um, When you look that way, LeBron, for his career, um, rebounds 7.5, assists 7.4. Michael only averaged above 6.5 assists or whatever that one time. LeBron has done it his whole career. And he still averages 27 a game. You know what I mean? So he's averaged 30 twice, three times, excuse me. Um, what? And, you know, he he still took not a backseat in Miami. But when he went to Miami, they went to four straight finals. But, like, you had three superstars in that team. And Chris Bosh is a superstar. I don't. I, I think you can agree with me on that, um, even with that. But, like. He's an all-star. I, I, but, like, when you look at Chris Bosh in Toronto, I know you can just put up numbers when you're on yeah. a team i get it but like dude chris bosh was like nasty before he even got to miami okay yeah. there's something like this little twisty dreadlock chris bosh dude like on another level bro dinosaur. Um, what's that dinosaur literally chris bro. Bosch. Um, yeah he looks like a dinosaur too he fit right in little foot um <laughs> Mom, but, sorry go ahead no dude you're good go ahead my argument with the whole thing is, when you look at when you look at guys like Michael Jordan and LeBron James, when you come up with the, when you say the greatest player of all time, yeah, I go to Michael Jordan. Okay, but if these guys are playing each other, who's who's talented? Who's a better player overall? Give me LeBron. And that's, but that's what I mean. But but Michael Jordan's greater. He changed the game completely. He was the first. Oh my gosh, this guy's the guy. He went six and zero in the playoffs. There was nothing wrong with him. LeBron is just, in my opinion, overall a better NBA player. The only thing that pulls LeBron down is how much of a bitch he is, or how he could be at times. 
I, I get that, but like Michael had his shit too, and like nobody talks about that, like the gambling and yeah. leaving the NBA to play baseball. And I get his dad had died, and, and, and listen, LeBron was in the place he had no dad. He only had his mom. He was broke. He was, and he was away from Akron. He could have gotten in so much trouble, but he didn't, and he never gotten in, gotten in trouble. And he pays for all these colleges. And Bro, he's, he's never he's never had stuff other than stuff he said off the court, like politically. You know what I mean? And exactly. I don't like it either. He, he's an ass with some of that stuff. Like, I, I don't want to say I, I'm not going to be somebody who says shut up and dribble, but like, stay in your lane, dude. You know what I mean? Like, that's I I, I don't like agree. LeBron James. If you'll be honest with you, I, I don't either. No, I I used to love him. I don't like him James. anymore. I don't I, like him anymore. Yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of LeBron James, but LeBron James is all around the most talented NBA player of all time, in my opinion. But that's when I think of the goat. That's what I think of. But when my when when I think of it, I think I, I just think Michael is the greatest. Like it, M- NBA, Michael Jordan is the greatest. I guess I know what you're saying. I just think that I agree with one of your reasons, and I think that's the biggest reason to me that LeBron is the best basketball player of all time for what he can do: passing the ball, rebounding the ball, facilitate. Sure. Like I he's said. an all around player, and defensively, you know what I mean. Like it's so. Yeah, I, I don't know. And the Kevin Harlan call just makes it go that much high. Now I'm just joking. Um, dunking all over uh, James Posey <laughs> in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, our, our lists are pretty pretty similar. I think we had the same ten players, didn't we? Other than Steph. Yes. You so, had tried Steph, and then other than that, it was the same. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think. Um, I think a uh, solid, solid list this week by D shorts and Jacobs. Um, yeah, that was our top 10 list. So guys, we want to do something a little different this week with how the, you know, the sports world is going right now. Um, we have some stuff planned for you. We'll be real, you know, with football stuff in the next couple of weeks with, you know, the NFL season getting ready to kind of kick up into gear. Um, but major league baseball, let, first of all, let's go O's. Uh, eight in a row as of today, the 10th, and still in last place in the American League East. Uh, <laughs> American League East. But, dude, they're like only like five or six under 500. I know. So I, I think that's so awesome to see. Um, not even because, you know, the Orioles are my second team, but like Baltimore, dude, they have great fans. And it's, I, I, I don't like what they did with the left field wall, but it's a beautiful ballpark. It's, it's a great fan base. And, um, Baseball is better, in my opinion, when teams like the older teams, you know what I mean, like the historical, like the Pirates and the Orioles, when when they're good, you know what I mean. Obviously, like Yankees and Red Sox, um, oh. but like when some of these older teams are, are good, it's the same thing with basketball. When Boston and LA are good, it's you know what I mean. When the Knicks, although they're never good, so whatever. But you know what I mean. It's it just gets to the point where it's like it's better for baseball. But you know, the Phillies dropped one today to the Cardinals. Shoreby another freaking home run. Um, I don't know if that man can he's ever be He's coming for Judge. What's that? He's coming for Judge, and he's coming for him quick. I know. I, dude, I hope we see him in the home run derby. Oh, so do I. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, in Dodger Stadium, too. That's the thing. In Dodger Stadium, like, it just plays bigger than, than what it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I would love to see him. I think you have to for Dodger Stadium. You got to have like real power to win a Herman Derby like that. Sure, yeah, and Schwarby's got it. Schwarby Judge, you know what I mean. Somebody like Stanton, you know what I mean. Um, dudes like that, like Pete Alonso, you know what I mean. Um, 
those are dudes I want to see in the home derby, plain and simple. Um, we can talk about the All Stars. I know those teams were picked today. I didn't see. Um, do you want to just talk about that real quick, or do we want? Yeah, to... I I got a few problems with them. All right, well, I'm gonna pull them up. We'll talk about it real quick. Them real quick. All star roster. You can, if I mean, let me pull it up real quick. Um, I got MLB.com. So. We have these starters in the American League. We'll just go like that first. Um, we'll go catcher to DH. You know, so catcher Alejandro Kirk of the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't have a problem with that. I like that. First baseman Vlad Guerrero Jr. Timeout. Ty Francis snub. I agree, but Vladdy has been phenomenal the last like month or two. Ty France really brought it early, and I think he's been dealing with some injuries too. So that's probably why. Vladdy ended up catching up to him, to be mm-hmm. fair. Um, Jose Altuve, second baseman. I know you love Santiago Espinal and has a very good no. season as well. No, 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 no. Santiago Espinal should not have even been in the running. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Altuve was the starter and it wasn't close. Um, almost a little bit of a surprise. Rafael Devers, the starting third baseman. But he really has come to come on um, since – Jose Ramirez still having a great season, you know, still an MVP candidate, but Rafi Devers is right there with but him. The, but the thing for me is Ty France wasn't even in the All-Stars. He's not even an All-Star. Wait, what? He was snubbed. Yeah, he's not even an All-Star. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Okay, well, let's just talk starters and we'll go into it. Uh, Tim Anderson, starting shortstop, White Sox. Three outfielders. Tanner Bogut was robbed. Okay, they're both still great players. I voted Tim Anderson, but it was close. Um, Trout, Judge, and Stanton, and then Shohei. Think, is the I, I don't think Stanton should have been there. I, I, when you I, look at the five people, dude. But you look at these. I, I think Taylor Ward should have been there over Stanton, in my opinion. I disagree, but that's okay. Um, National League starters: Wilson Contreras. I think we can agree on that. Sure. The catcher, Goldschmidt, obviously. Yes. Um, Jazz Chisholm. I think that's obvious to me. Mm-hmm. Manny Machado, pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Turner, we both Five, agree. Timeout. Okay. got robbed again. Proceed. He should he should have been a starter from the start from 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 the beginning of the season. Yes, but he, now he's been a better hitter, and he's been better defensively. The, I'll give you defensively. Trey Turner is. Not just a power hitter, he's an all around. I I don't know. I think we agree to disagree. Um, three outfielders, uh, Acuna, Betts, and Peterson. And then William Contreras ended up getting the DH spot over Bryce Harper just because Harper won the vote, but he's not going to be playing. So I believe Contreras will be starting. So yep. that's pretty cool. Uh, Let's get the start. Wilson and William, they're both going to be starting. That's pretty awesome to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's look at the pitchers. I haven't seen these, so these are new to me. Um, Shohei playing both ways for the American League. Uh, Paul Blackburn for the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Emmanuel Classe, I think very deserving. We can both agree. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Garrett Cole, I don't know how to feel about that. Great, 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 great pitcher, but, like, I don't know. I I don't know. Um, Nestor Cortez, all-star, right? We can agree? Yeah. He's fallen off as of late, but yes, all-star. But yeah, um, Clay Holmes, all-star. Yes. Jorge Lopez, Baltimore, yep. all-star. Alex Manoa, obvious yep. all-star. He might be the starter. Um, Shane McClanahan, obviously. That's the starter. I, I think it's one of those two, personally. Sure. 
Um, Shohei, we said Martin Perez for Texas has been great this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gregory Soto, you have to have an all-star from the Tigers. Sure. Um, and then Framber Valdez, I'm, I like. That's but What? That's interesting. Not a, over Hector Neris? I, I disagree with that. That's where I was going to go with it. Um, Verlander's a star. Uh, you know, he's, yeah, he's, he also he's an all-star, like though. Um, National League pitchers, Sandy Alcantara. Awesome. Yeah. David, David Bednar, Declan's boy. Absolutely. Um, Corbin Burns, obviously. Absolutely. Luis Castillo, you had to have somebody from the Reds. Absolutely. Um, Edwin Diaz has had a good season. Man, strikeouts 50% of, his, of the batters he faces. Yeah, it's crazy. Max Freed. Yeah. He's Tony Gonsolin's best pitcher in baseball this year. Right, Greg Murphy. <laughs> um, Josh Hader, obviously. Um, Ryan Helsley for the Cardinals had a great year. Yep. Clayton Kershaw is one of the few reasons the Dodgers are still hanging as high as they are, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Mantiply. You got to have somebody from the Diamondbacks. Exactly. Um, although I do like Dalton Varshow, but. And Musgrove, absolutely. Yeah, Musgrove, obviously. Um, we'll look at the position players now. Um, this, at least on mine, it has catchers first. Okay. So um, it has American and National League. Um Back up for the American League, Jose Trevino, and back up from the Yankees, and back up for the National League is Travis Darno of the Braves. Okay. I'm okay with those. Um, infielders for the American League, uh, Luis Arise from the Twins, uh, Xander Bogarts, should have been a starter according to Declan, and I think it's very close. Uh, Miguel Cabrera is a special selection. Obviously, it should be a thing. Celebrate his 3,000th hit and what he's done for the game. <laughs> Um, Andres Jimenez from the Guardians, and obviously Jay Ram. No tie uh, France. It's tough. I agree. Um, National League, Pete Alonso. I think that's an obvious one. Um, Arenado, obviously. Uh, CJ Crone, that needed to happen. Uh, Jeff McNeil, I was a little surprised by that, but he's had a good season. Mm-hmm. Um, pool host. Uh, special he had a home run today so it's pretty cool yeah even if it was against the Phillies um and Dansby Swanson very 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 deserving okay uh (laughs) outfielders in the American League Andrew Benintendi one of the few good things about the Kansas City Royals um I don't think he's going to be there by the end of the month on the Philly right we'll take God what I would do for him until Bryce he comes back throw him in center of course well you, you can make it work I promise yes um, Byron Buxton, very well-deserving. Julio Rodriguez, super, yes. super happy to see. I told yes. you when we did those originally, he was an all-star, and I'm so happy he made it, um, the rookie from Seattle. This is the first of, like, many all-star games he's going to make. Um, I think he's going to go on, like, a trout kind of run where, like, he takes over for a while. Um, George Springer, I thought he was a starter when we did it a little okay. while back. And Kyle Tucker, I think all deserving. Absolutely. Um, National League, we have. Oh, I'm so happy to see this. I've, like I said, I haven't seen this. This is Ian the first Hap. time I'm seeing this. Yeah. Oh my heart, I'm so happy. Ian Happ of the Cubs. By the way, there's some guy that's on here that shouldn't be on here. Juan Soto. Yes, I agree. It's but it's 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 recognition. That's all that is. Um, it should have been Josh Bell. Schwarby, yes, and Sawyer Marte, yes. I know. I didn't see Schwarby was an All Star though, so this is very very happy for me right now. Oh. That's I didn't know. I haven't seen it. This is like this is the first time I'm seeing it. So DH we got Jordan. Yeah, DH Jordan. So um 
I'm not too upset with it. Ty France should have been an all star. We both agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see if I can see um, MLB all star snubs. If there's like anybody else they really want to talk about. Is there anybody else? I mean, other than I mean, I guess Hector Neris, right? Yeah, I, I thought he should have been all star. I he had a great year. Uh, Freddie Freeman, Austin Riley, I think actually is kind of a snub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're saying Freddie Freeman. He he, has, but he hasn't done much productively. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anthony Rizzo is a name that they talk about, but like he doesn't have a great average. Corey yeah. Seager, he's he's got it up to two forty. Oh, he's got nineteen home runs. He's he's actually having a decent year. Um, Trevor Story, JD Martin, JD Martinez, kind of a snub to me. Um, Kevin Gausman, a sub three ERA. Um, Logan Gilbert, ten and three. He's ten and three. With a yeah. two eight zero ERA, wow. Dylan Cease, two four five ERA. Like Michael King, yeah. Josh Bell should have been an All Star. That's the one that stick out to me. Uh, Freddie Freeman, maybe. Austin Riley definitely should have been an All Star. Um, he's got he's two eighty two, twenty three homers, and fifty six RBIs. Like what? Um, Francisco Lindor, I don't agree with that. Um, I mean, fifteen homers and sixty RBIs, yeah, that's big, but like. He's in two thirty nine. Um, Brennan Drury for the Reds. They think that he should have gotten it over Castillo. Um, I could, I kind of agree with that. Two seventy seven, eighteen homers and fifty RBIs. Um, Brian Reynolds, Pirates, but you know it's it's hit or miss. Nola and Wheeler both missed out, which I completely don't like. That Zach Wheeler is a two four six ERA. Yeah, I thought Wheeler was snubbed. That's a snub. Um, Carlos Rodon has had a good year with the Giants as well. He just, had, he just threw a complete game. Yeah. Today. So, yeah, wow. Also, fun fact, not about All-Stars. Matt Olsen is chasing a, a 60-double season. Oh. That's wild. That, that'd be incredible. Um, but, yeah, I mean, baseball's fun. Um, we didn't even plan to talk about All-Stars, so yeah. that's a lot of MLB talk. Um yeah, I mean, how far are we in? We're like an hour. Do you want to talk? We can talk a little bit. What, what do you say we just do one subject today? Yeah, we can, do one of our, we can do one of our little subjects. So we decided, like I said, with, with not really as much going on in the sports world, um, we have a couple ideas of things to talk about, um, no matter what time of the year it is. And we've come up with a couple ideas. Uh, we'll give you one of them today, and we'll see how it goes, and if it doesn't go long, we'll do another one. But for now, we'll just plan on one. Um, of the four, I'm not going to tell you all of them, obviously. Um, Declan, I will let you pick. Do you want to do the one that we talked about? I only remember two of them. So, what about all the one? There was one that you really, really wanted to do. Yeah, I know. We can. Yeah, let's let's do it. Actually, there okay. was a saga in the world. Where there was this coach from Boston, and <laughs> he coached awkward Boston Australian accent. The the stinky seventy sixers. Brett Brown. We're gonna be looking through the Brett Brown saga of the seventy sixers. Brett Brown coached from twenty thirteen to twenty twenty. He was there for a while. He was there for a while. He was there with the highs of the Sixers, and he was there with the very very lows of the Sixers. Um. I have the I have the coaching like the records right here. Okay, so while he was there, 
he had records of nineteen and sixty-three. All right. Eighteen and sixty-four. All right. Ten and seventy-two. All right. They won ten out of eighty-two games. Oh my god! I, I remember how bad it was, but like I forgot how bad it was. Almost. That's so bad. Um, that's like impressive to win. They had a win percentage of one twenty-two. Yikes. Um, then they went twenty-eight and fifty-four, so eighteen-game improvement. Okay. And then they went fifty-two and thirty. That away, boys. And they went fifty-one and thirty-one. And then the year of the bubble, they went forty-three and thirty. And he was then fired after getting swept by the Celtics. Correct. Um, but I will give him credit. He does have a playoff record of twelve and fourteen. You so buddy. not as bad, you know. Yeah. Um, for all those terrible seasons he had in Philly as well, you have to give him credit. Three ninety one winning percentage, which is obviously very low, but like mm-hmm. considering the the abysmalness that that was given to him, those first three, and even in that fourth year when Joel only played a little bit, and you know what I mean, yeah. they had that really good January. He he had a three ninety one. Uh, other than those four seasons, the first four seasons, winning percentages of six thirty four, six twenty two, and five eighty nine. So yeah, ideal. Yeah. So, um. So I, let me hear your overall opinion on Brett Brown. What do you? Brett Brown was a very. He wasn't good. He was. He was very average to me. He was a super likable guy, though. Yeah, he was. He wasn't that guy that could bring the Sixers over the hump. Obviously, well, apparently I, Doc isn't yet either. So who knows? I, I don't think he's just that kind of coach to bring these guys up. He was a good defensive coach, but that's not what we needed when he was there. We needed we needed the offense to start doing something. We need guys like Ben Simmons. We need them to get out of his comfort zone a little bit, and we need Tobias Harris to start shooting the ball better. My question for you. Since you think he wasn't that guy to get them over the hump, we talk about all the time, obviously Kawhi traveled, but the fact that that series went seven, and I think we all talk as Sixers fans, we might be biased, but we think whoever won that series was going to win the NBA title. I agree. So, my question for you, I'm going to pose now, and this hypothetical, we haven't talked about any of this, guys. This is all just us talking, you know, shooting shit. Um, if they have a better coach than Brett Brown, do they beat the Raptors and then win the title? Yes, because or, or, they could sneak one of them games with a better coach and a better game plan. Well, game game four. Game four against the Raptors that we watched at Zanelli's house. Yes. You could steal game four if you have a better coach and you don't go seven games. Yeah, they, they would have been up 3-1, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, think, I know they lost game one. They got spanked in game one. Yeah. They won game two, I believe. And three. They rolled in game three. Rolled them in game three. And then they blew that game four. Oh, my God. I'll never forget that. Kawhi with that three. Mm-hmm. Um, to tie it at two. Toronto won game five. Philly came back to home and won game six. And then, obviously, game seven. Still an epic game, though, too. Um, no, you have a better coach, you, you, you win the NBA championship. I, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, and that, that's not to take anything away from Giannis. Um, I just think, dude, that Philadelphia starting five, 
I, I, I truly, I don't know of a better starting five off the top of my head that I can think of, other than, you know what I mean, like the Warriors with, yeah. in theory, Boogie Cousins, even though he wasn't Boogie then. And then you had, obviously, Steph and Draymond and Clay. Yeah, for sure. And KD, you know, when you look at those teams. But, dude, like, they you got look, him. bro, Ben Simmons, for all the shit we give him, we've talked about it. He's an all-NBA kind of player when he wants to be. He's a I wanted player. to bring this up when we talked about Rudy Gobert being the greatest defensive player in the NBA. Ben Simmons might. Yeah. All around, so. Ben Simmons might be the greatest NBA player – or greatest defensive, defensive. NBA player. Yeah. And they both, listen, they both listen, have a case. He can handle the ball. Of course. Oh, he's incredible with the ball. Yeah. Like, him on the fast break was a thing of beauty. Absolutely. Like, as, um, much, as much as we hate on him, he is a good, great player. He is a very good player who could be great. Yes. So. Um, but you look, you have Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick for the defensive liability he was. He was, but he wasn't. No, he was. He's he, he's talked about it on, on his own pod that, like, at the end of his career, he was not a good defender. Um, but I still think he was better than Seth Curry, just size-wise. Um, and then, obviously, Jimmy Butler, playoff god, Jimmy Buckets. Tobias Harris got screwed over by Brett Brown, in my opinion. Um, I feel so bad for Toby because of that. Um, Shout-out to Doc Rivers for bringing the best out of Tobias. And Joel Embiid. Like, that's starting five. Unreal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy, man. Like those five, I I'll never blown forget that stat. What's that that? blown opportunity at its finest. Of course, but there was no bench though. Like there was, they had nobody. I um, but like I will never forget this stat that like Joel sat for like less than three minutes or less than four minutes in that game seven, and they were outscored by like twelve points or something like that. It was stupid. yeah, I remember that stat too. Right when they lost. Hembo tweeted it, yeah. Um, oh, that still haunts me, bro. Um, and the whole Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons situation. Here's the question I pose to you then. What happens if the Sixers, whether they keep Brett or – well, do you think Brett and Jimmy could have coexist? No, because you watch you watch J.J. Reddick's podcast, and the reason Jimmy left, he said it. He said – how do we deal? Brett Brown said this. He said, "How do we deal with Jimmy?" And once he heard that, he was out. Yeah. He was out. he was not going to play with Brett Brown. So I, I agree. Um, so no, I don't think they could have coexist together. I don't either. So let's just say hypothetically, you get rid of Brett Brown. Not only because Brett Brown is uh, what he said about Jimmy, it's just how hot of a head Jimmy is. Of course. And how they were always they're already like on thin line. Um. You bring in somebody like a Ty Lue, maybe somebody like a Mark Jackson. Sure. Doc Rivers wasn't yet available. Um, these are all hypothetical what-ifs, but still, like, so you keep Jimmy. I think that means you get rid of Ben. I really do. I think they're getting rid of Ben at that point, and they're getting it's rid of Ben Brown. And that's my thing. When you think about it, dude, Ben Simmons' trade value was never at its well, highest. Billy would never do that. No, and that's the worst. Billy would never do that, dude. What you would have got, you would have gotten at least a first back for him. You would have gotten probably more than that, but two to three caliber role players who aren't going to be stars, but who are going to contribute. 
and make your team deeper. I I think you get like Bradley Beal. No, stop. I disagree. For Ben Simmons? I disagree. At that time for how yes, you I get, disagree. Like, Bradley Beal type guy. I don't I honestly nobody, know. nobody's sitting here like this guy but, passes the but ball. No, 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 but that, but Declan, here's my thing. You don't need a player like that when you have the other four players. And I know JJ Of course, but the, I think this is the top caliber type player that you, you can get. But yeah. I'd rather I'd rather have three very good players rather than another star that needs the ball in their hands to mm-hmm. perform. No, I know. It's just when you look at that team, they didn't yes. need Bradley Peel. Mm-hmm. They needed somebody like in my opinion, in their prime, a George Hill type player to run the show, keep the ship steady. And then you needed somebody like, if you remember, you know, Kyle Quiver on, on the Cavs teams, that was just a good knockdown shooter or, or like we had with Bellinelli and Ilyasova. You needed players like that, that you didn't you kind of have. just need bench guys at that time. You need that's a... what I'm saying. That's what I yeah. mean. And that you set for the future. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, you have Jimmy. You have if you keep Tobias. JJ was at the end of his career. It is what it is. And then you have Joe. I, you get him a backup big. I, you you don't ask as much of Mike Scott because he's obviously not that dude. Even though we yeah. loved him. Mm-hmm. Um, James Ennis has a lot less of a role. I I just if I don't I don't know if I want to blame Brett Brown or Elton Brand, or Brian Colangelo, or Sixers ownership more. But, like, dude, they screwed it up so bad. hmm I, like I said, I know you, you're not, you know, the Marco Fultz thing, you, you still hold whatever you hold towards him. I don't hold animosity towards Fultz. It, it didn't work out. No, he I don't least, hold anything towards, towards Marco Fultz. I thought, I thought we've talked and you were like, no, like, I don't, but. No, he he tried. He tried exactly. He made an effort, and they got James Ennis for him, which or Jonathan Simmons, I think. When they <laughs> another that that was a wowzer. Um, I think at that point it was more about just getting rid of Marco Folds. But mm-hmm. I just, dude, you look at those Sixers teams, man. The year they lost to Boston, you know, four one or four two, whatever it was. Game one or game two, they blew like a twenty to twenty-five point lead. Mm-hmm. Boston comes back, and that's all she wrote. Um, the next year um, is the Kawhi year. Uh, you know, you lose that. Yeah. It, the following year in the bubble, that's when they went to blow everything up. Um, you know, you bring in, you get rid of Jimmy, you keep Brett Brown. Keep Ben, keep Tobias, bring in Al Horford and Josh Richardson. Mm-hmm. And you know the worst part is, I think we were all excited about that when when all that was happening too. Yeah. Because um, I liked, you know, we saw Josh Richardson up close and personal in the Miami series when they yeah. faced each other. I liked him a lot, and bro, he he did not fit in in Philly at all. He flopped no. so hard. No. It's not Horford's fault. Brett Brown didn't know how to use them, and I, I will forever go to the grave saying that. Because look at Tobias, and that's that's the that's what I say. It's like, bro, look at Tobias Harris under Brett Brown, under Doc Rivers, then under Brett Brown, and now back under Doc Rivers. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then obviously, you know, you fire Brett, and they lose to the Hawks last. Year. Oh God, you know what I mean? Um, I I don't know. I mean, 
it really makes you wonder like you were you were super young for the process so like for me dude i remember going to some of those games and paying like eight dollars to sit like first row of like the 200 level like right at midcourt like it was crazy. like you're paying like 15 bucks for like those are like my favorite seats to have like i remember me and me and pearson went to a game and this is like right after we graduated high school yeah so we were at bucks our first year uh the community college and so this is they still had sad and spencer hawes they played the spurs dude we went and sat behind the net on like a monday night for like 50 bucks like 15 20 rows back like great seats um and that was excuse me before they like completely shit the bed and fell on their face you know um Mm -hmm. you look at how the process started with you know trading drew holiday and you have to wonder something that we've talked about what happens with drew holiday if you don't do that trade you know what i mean like does he end up on the Bucks winning a championship? Because I was so happy for Drew when he won that title. No, I don't think he'd end up on the Bucks. I don't either. And that's the thing, like, that's the best thing that ever happened to him. And I know he didn't want to leave. You know what I mean? But, like, mm-hmm. you bring in Noel, and then poor Nerland Noel couldn't stay healthy. And then you get Joe and... Joel Okafor. Like, pile it up with big men. Yeah. I, well, at first, it looked like they piled it up with point guards. Like, but you get rid of Dario Saric and that trade for Jimmy Butler, you know, Robert Covington. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, TJ McConnell ends up leaving. Like, you have all of these play. Like, those Sixers teams were as shitty as they were. And again, maybe it's just because we were fans. And I know the NBA hates the Sixers because of the process now. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. They can say what they want. They hate the Sixers. Let's be real here. But, like, dude, those are like, there's some, like, so many memorable teams and players for how shitty they were. Like, I feel like it's it's crazy to me how popular some of those teams still are to this day. I think it's – I don't know if it's just funny because of how bad they really were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I mean, you're putting together G League teams on the, on, on, you know, on the court every night. Yeah. Like, it's, it's wild to me. Uh, I don't know, though. I mean, I guess I'll pose a question to you. Do you consider the process – a failure is the yes. first thing I'll ask you. Okay, I, I agree. Is it just because they haven't won a chip? Yes. But do you, you can you go sorrow can... for five seven years and you don't win? I know. I agree. It was four years, but yes. Um, do you consider the process at least a little bit of like positive? Because I will say, of course, the Sixers have. I think the second best winning percentage, first or second in all of basketball in the last like five years. Really? And some of that is with Red Brown. Mm-hmm. So I, it's tough to me, man. I mean, I don't know. I You sit here and let me, let me pull it up. I'll pull up NBA standings year by year. Um, I just. Do you, okay, do you think it was Brett Brown's fault that this team under underachieved as much as it was, or do you uh, do you think it was Brett Brown, the players not performing as good as they should have, or ownership slash the front office? If you had to leave more of a, the most blame out of all all of this time on not winning a chip, yes, I mean, so 
I actually think ownership's a big part of it. Ownership ran Jimmy out of town. Yes. Then you look at this Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, he he did not perform the way he should have. And really, he's he's not shooting the ball, and he he wasn't taking the ball to the basket. Yeah. But the coaching was never helping, of course. I agree. The, so I I think it was a group effort from all of them. Okay. You know, it was just it it's it's good. It it's a good it's a good team. It's a good franchise right now. But mm-hmm. the way it ends, it's just a disaster every year. Yeah. Every year with these Sixers, it's almost like. We can't have nice things. Exactly, and and that's the story. And there's really there's really nothing else to talk about. We can we can end it right here. I'm like I, I wouldn't have to say another word. Like it's it's just it's just a disaster. Every year it ends in a disaster. And after this year, I'm done. If they don't, if I think I need to see them make at least a conference final. Exactly. You you need to make a run. They got to get out of the, the the damn second round. Exactly. And if if they don't, I'm done. Get rid. Get rid so, of. Other than Embiid, here's where they stood in the entire NBA in the standings. 2017-18 was the first year they won 50 and made the playoffs. They had the fifth best record in the NBA at 52 and 30. 2018-19, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh best record in the NBA, 51 and 31. Um, that uh, 2018-19, uh, 2019-20, obviously they fell a little bit in the bubble year, but one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. They were twelve. Um, but you know they also didn't get to finish the season. You know what I mean? it is. What it is. Yeah. But they didn't. They, um, they didn't play well that year, anyways. There was a lot of injuries going on. A lot of injuries. You know, Ben missed a lot of time at the end of the year. You had a, a brand new team essentially with Horford and Richardson, of course. Um, and then twenty twenty one. You know, not this past year, but the year before, they were third, forty nine to twenty three. Um. And then this year, another top ten season. One, two, three, four, five, six. They were eighth, tied for uh, tied for sixth actually, with Boston, Milwaukee, with a three way tie. That was their Excuse year. Me. Twenty 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 one. First year of Doc. That was their year. Twenty yeah, the twenty twenty one season. Did not have lost to the Hawks. Nope. That whole thing was a joke. I like. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm even sorry. even if no, I'm going to though. Even if game seven. It, first of all, I shouldn't have gotten to Game Seven. If we're being real here, no. but like they blew two games with twenty-point leads, and Game One, if you remember, they were down by like twenty-five and came back and almost won a game. Yeah, Game Two stomped them. Game Three stomped them. I think Game Four stomped them, or was Game Four the first? Well, that was the first choke. That was the first choke job. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. Hawks. And then Game Six was the second choke. Oh my god! No, no game. They were down. It was game. They they choked back to back games. Oh, did they? Yes, because game six they went to Atlanta and won. That's right. You're right. They won by five. So game one, I have. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. It's been a long, long weekend with Logan. We've been out partying and having fun. Gotta be real here. <laughs> so game one, Hawks win by four. They came back and, you know. Sixers almost stole the game because they Hawks went up early and game two Sixers won by sixteen, game three Sixers win by sixteen, game four, I forget how much the Sixers were up by in Atlanta. They were by like 20, 25 points. Yeah, they were up by. Let me see if it. I have a game recap right here. Um, they were up. 
at halftime by eight, by 13 at halftime, outscored by 11 in the third, so they're still winning, and then outscored by five in the fourth and lose. Um, that was game five. Game six was, I mean, uh, game four. Game six was a uh, game, God. Game five was like the big choke job, though. Um, that was the game where in Philly, I think the Sixers were up by like 26, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 26. Up by 26 in the third and lose. Joke. Unreal, bro. Just crazy. And I know they went in and won game. They uh, they won that game against uh, game six in, in Atlanta. I watched that at Austin's house, I remember. Um, it just blew my mind, man. I... Yeah, that was the year. Um, all right, well, do you think they beat the the Bucks then in the conference finals? I mean, it's close. That team, that Bucks that's team. a seven game series, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a tough one. Um, but I will say, we will never forget the process years. <laughs> no. How old were you when it started? I mean, it was what year is that? Like what? Twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, five six. Oh my god, dude, that's crazy. What what some of the first memories you have Sixers wise? Um, like do you remember at all like watching Spencer Hawes, Thaddeus Young, Drew Holiday? Yeah, but like the first like core memory that popped in my head, I know it was a long time ago. Joel Embiid's first game against the Thunder. Yes, that that he that he played well in the double the double bird. I, I, I just remember him going like this. Yeah, it's a, it's a core memory in my head. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, and that was his third year in the NBA, essentially. Yeah, he was hurt. Mm-hmm. And that was the year they went, like, 28 and whatever it was. Yeah, 28 and, like, 54. Mm-hmm. They had to, that January, I'll never forget, bro. I, although, I will say, Brett Brown gave us one of my favorite sound bites of all time. <sighs> against You already know what I'm going to say. Against the Toronto Raptors, Dario was still on the team. And Mark Zumoff's calling the game. <laughs> On like a random night in like January, and all you hear is Dario, Dario, fucking move! <laughs> like live on the broadcast, and then the camera like at the somebody fouled somebody or whatever, and the camera pans to Brett Brown, and he knows he was just heard, and he's just got a grin ear to ear on his face, calling Dario over to talk to him, and he's like, "Oh shit, I got caught." Oh well, whatever. <laughs> like you do it. Um. It's a shame, though. I mean, like, you look at Brett Brown with, you know, like the Spurs as an assistant coach. And he was there for winning times, you know what I mean? And, oh, man, it just hurts. Yeah, no, for sure. But, well, that may have been a hurtful topic to talk about. I think it was slightly therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I hope you guys enjoy that. I know something a little bit different. But uh, we, we thought, you know, what better way to talk about, you know, to, to talk sports with you to get, still give you a podcast. This is, I know, pretty much all an NBA podcast other than the All-Star teams. But um, Which we could do a lot more. We have, we have three other things. Yeah, and, you know, we, we have three things we just started talking about, like, you know, between the two of us. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of other sports topics we could talk about. For sure. Um, and honestly, if there's something that you, you know, we've been thinking about topics that, like, we can span a couple of seasons and years with. Sure. Um, so if there's any topics that you guys want to hear about in any sport, uh, it doesn't have to be Philly. It can be outside of Philly, but in any of that stuff, you know, feel free to let us know. And we'd be happy to talk to you guys about that kind of stuff. For sure.
So, what do you think, Declan? I think we got a nice little, like, hour, 15, hour and a half in here. Yeah, hour, hour and a half, hour 15 pod. I think that we don't want to bore the listeners too much, so. For sure. We'll keep it there. Um, don't hate me. I'm just going to be real with you. Um, I don't have any this day in sports, so if you want me to do it, you can ramble on about how they can um, listen to us and, or whatever you want to do. Sports, uh, Carlos Rodon threw a full nine innings, and the Orioles won their eighth straight or seventh. Yeah. Sure. Eighth Carlos straight Rodone. game. Well, Rodon isn't on the, the Orioles, though, to be fair. You know what I mean, on the Giants. Yeah, no, I know. I just this, is, this is two different things. Okay, that's, that's the North-South podcast. I'm the shorts. That's Whoa, Jacob. whoa. I was. I have the this. I I brought it up. I just needed a minute. Oh, whose birthday? If that's okay. I mean, if you want me to, like, I want to know help. whose birthday it is today. Okay, well, we'll go over records real quick. But there's an All Star game. Whatever. Chuck Klein for the Phillies. He was the fourth person in 1936 to hit four home runs in a game. So that's right. fun. Um, there's the 23rd All Star game. We're already up into the 60s. So give me a second. All right, I got uh, some birthdays. Jack Nicholas in 1964 won the British Open at St. Andrews. That's fun. Um, some cricket stuff. I don't really care about that. Um, see, this time of year, it's tough. There's not as much going on. Um, Tiger Woods and Venus Williams won ESPYs at the 10th ESPYs, uh in 2002. I guess that counts for something. Andre Dawson, um, happy birthday. Okay, happy birthday, Andre Dawson. Again, this is the 10th of July. We're doing this. Andy Murray won uh, won Wimbledon in straight sets for his second Wimbledon and the third Grand Slam title in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo joined Juventus on this day, uh, 99.2 million dollars. Hmm. So uh, that's pretty crazy. One of the four yeah. most expensive that's, all time. That's a lot of that's a lot of money here. That's a lot of freaking money. Yeah. Um, is Andre Dawson like the only like good birthday? I'm on it now. I'm like scrolling through. There's it. Jake Lamada, boxer. Yeah, I know Jake Lamada. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Arthur Ashe. It would have been 100 one. today, Jake Lamada. Happy birthday, Jake Lamada. Arthur Ashe, dude. Oh. 1943, tennis player. He's like one of the most famous of all time. The New York, uh, the New York, in, in New York, the, the, the U.S. Open, it's Arthur Ashe, whatever it's called. Really? Yeah, that's a big deal. Andre Dawson, there he is. Um, Roger Craig was a receiver. Uh, Urban Meyer, what a loser. He doesn't get a birthday from me. He gets a yawn from Declan. Yeah, yawn. Adam Foote was a defenseman. He was good. He gets a dance at the bar. Oh, my. Stop. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Yeah, there wasn't. Again, it's summertime. I guess there's not really as much going on in sports anymore. Yeah. No, there's not. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Declan, if you want to tell them where they can find our pod. Uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or if you find our links on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Follow us there. North South Pod is probably some type of handle in, in one of those. <laughs> Do it North South Pod for some reason. I'm not sure why. But, you know, every every Sunday we record, we try to get it out on Tuesday. Tuesday is when it's usually out. So, Tuesday, look around for us on our podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or just our social media in general. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, Declan's going to go hang out with his friend Brayden, and I'm going to see if Logan's Brayden. still away. Go hang out with Brayden? Oh, Evan. Oops. Uh, well, whatever. Evan left the Phillies game. That's what he gets. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We're going back August 19th to go see Vanilla Ice. 
and the uh, Phillies play play I, play the Mets. Dude, I still gotta buy tickets for that game. I haven't bought tickets yet. We're <laughs> we're gonna be there in like less than two weeks. I gotta talk Bro, to the boys this week. Get, we gotta get up there to Shitty Field. <laughs> shitty Field where the Mets play. Oh man, well have fun with your boy Evo. Um, like Declan said, uh, thank you guys for listening. We're gonna try to get out. Uh, well, Jacobs is gonna try to get this out either Monday or Tuesday. Um, my brother Logan's here until Monday, so I might hang out with him. We're gonna go to the gym tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Uh, so yeah, Monday or Tuesday, whatever. We'll see if he's awake now. We had very late nights. Jacobs might not even last that much longer. If we're gonna be honest here, absolutely. Um, I won't keep the shorts. He looks like he's ready to freaking roll. If you look at him on the Google Meet. I am a little antsy. I'm not going to fraud. Oh, I know. Sorry. Um, sorry. Um, no, I had a good time. No, it's a good time as always. So, guys, for the shorts, this is Jacobs signing off. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Deuces. Southside pie, got the whole crowd jumping. Jacobs in the shorts, got the podcast bumping. Best sports talk, baby, can't tell me nothing. Sticking with the best in the game on the mic. Nothing but respect, but you know we gotta fight. Hot takes, know we bring the heat like a blitz, though. Strong will, keeping it a hundred like a pitch, though. Woo! Gotta bring the passion. Brothers don't miss Steph Clay, they splashing. All the talk shows, North South, your favorites. You ain't gonna wanna skip like Bayless. <laughs> Coming to you live in CPA. The two boys with the smarts, no GPA. So tune in, listen up, cause there's more to know. It's North South, turn it up in a Enjoy the show.